SEO this week. Holy cow, it's episode 50. Who would have thought we made it this far? <laughs> well, this week we're going to talk about some link building tactics, uh, some hidden tech secrets, some things that you should know about uh, conversions, and some content marketing ideas for your October editorial calendar. Yep, it's almost October. Who can believe it? Anyway, all this and more on episode 50 of SEO this week. All right, without further ado, we're going to go through and fly this so that we don't waste a whole lot of your time. First, we're going to HubSpot.com. It's a, what is a pillar page. Now, if you've been around in SEO for a while or even marketing for that matter, you kind of know that the same things get renamed over and over again before it was evergreen content. Uh, then they called it the cornerstone page, and now they're calling it the pillar page. But really all it is is just kind of rebranding the same thing. So if you're looking at a pillar page, we consider we look at them as this is the money page. The pillar is, you know, the what's gonna get at the conversion, whether that's a sale, a lead, or a phone call if you're a local business. So that's our pillar page. And then we create what they call topic clusters. We it's just a silos essentially. Uh and you you know, you pick around, you create content related to that money page, it links to the money page, and you create your silo. So there's your quote-unquote topic cluster. HubSpot's just kind of, you know, just renamed it and, and made it a little bit more interesting. You can do this a little bit in, in several different ways. There's tons of ways to build silos. There's tons of ways to make cornerstone pages or money pages or pillar pages. Uh, so it's just really a matter of, you know, what is easiest for you and how you want to pull it off. In, in our case, we don't we focus on SEO, we focus on PPC, and we focus on uh, some social media management stuff. So, you know, those are typically the topics that we're going to write about in our, uh, in our website, in our blogs. And then we can interlink those pages with the specific topics. So let's say we're doing an SEO thing that happens to affect our PPC. We can interlink that to the PPC side as well if you want to. But it's not a very clean silo if you're looking at it uh, from an interlinking perspective. But, you know, it's pretty much the same concept of what they're talking about here in their uh, topic clusters and uh, pillar pages. So interesting to read. If you haven't heard about silos yet or uh, examined you know, how to apply them on your websites, uh, then this is a good place to start. It says it only takes six minutes to read. I think I skimmed it a lot faster than that. Uh, Whiteboard Friday is three easy link building tactics. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of reduce the, the guessing here. First one is you just search for your brand name, your domain name, and your founder's names, etc. You reach out to those people that have mentioned you, uh, and then you uh, ask them for a backlink. Pretty easy uh, concept. If you've done a rebranding as well, you can go back and look for the old brand and then reach out to them and say, hey, we rebranded. You mentioned us. We appreciate it. Here's the new brand name. Uh, if you can update, that'd be awesome. The next one is uh, sites that list your competition. Going beyond that, instead of just going and buy each one by one by one, look at the sites that list all of your competitions. Typically, you're going to find uh, directories and citations are uh, going to be the ones that list both, but occasionally you maybe you'll find some resource pages, etc. And then once you do that, yeah, you go out and you uh, obviously you try to get a link 
to your site as well. So that'd be interesting. That's an easy one to do. And then the last one is sites that list in your field, your geography, your attitudes, basically directory sites or uh, resource sites or city sites that have uh, like chamber of commerce or uh, the, the top SEOs, top web design, top dentists, those kinds of sites. Uh, and these are the idea behind these three is they are easy wins to get. It's 50 links for your website right off the bat and just kind of build your um build your backlink profile in a safe and easy way without having to worry too much about doing something uh, that'll get you in trouble. So that's good. Uh, it's a good video. If anything, if you're an experienced SEO, you've kind of heard all these before, but uh, if you've not, or you're just getting started or you're doing some DIY stuff, uh, this is a good thing to learn about getting your first set of links. Search Engine Journal, everything you need to know about hidden text and SEO. Now, let me go ahead and say that we've tested, uh, and we've tested with a uh, SEO intelligence agency, and we've tested it on our own, and you can hide text using CSS, uh, and Google will find it, and it's still readable. Now, there are some things that you shouldn't do, uh, and typically is to hide it so that it doesn't display ever. But if you're using tabs or accordions and knock it out, or even you have a slider that shows text too, then, then there you go. Then you knock that out too. Uh, but you don't want to hide it so that people can't see it. Users can't see it. And that is probably the, the crust of this article is don't hide your text. Don't stuff your text. Uh, don't make you know white background with white text that stuff used to work great and now it's just not working anymore um, there are some other things that you can do here that uh, go along with uh, hidden text I would honestly what I would do is create a, a site if you're in the testing mood and see how many of these things actually do work and how many don't um, clearly there they are working uh, a little bit because we've seen tons of examples on the search results but you know that's more in the lines of if you find it and they're in your thing then you need to be better at SEO or your agency needs to be better at SEO so you can beat them out uh, the author's suggestion is to go uh, complain to Google and report them as spam you know you can if you want but in our case we just kind of take that approach as if we have to go tattle on them then they're probably better seos than we are so uh, we just choose to work around what they're doing and create a better experience which in turn will create a uh, a better uh, search result f for us as it were uh, next is search engine land 20 of google's limits you may not know existed this is actually pretty cool so i'll shoot through these is 1000 properties in the google search console is the limit uh, i guess if you have that many websites a thousand rows in a google search console I, what that is is if you go to like you click backlinks you know you have 10,000 backlinks but google only visually shows you a thousand sometimes you can actually delete even more than that or download more than what they're showing you so i would always download if you get you know if it shows you a thousand uh, links download it instead and show how, how many there's actually there uh, that they're reporting uh, you can have up to 200 sitemaps so that's if you have one of those big super size sites uh, the disavow file has a side limit we didn't know this it's uh, two megabytes 
and 100,000 URLs. That's pretty interesting. So if you have that many bad backlinks that you're doing this disavow file, you might want to just kill that website. <laughs> or uh, you have a really good website that just, uh, you know, catches that in some time. But, you know, at that point, you're probably just better off uh, disavowing domains uh, straight across the board if you're doing something that is requiring a disavow file that big. Uh, render in Google Search Console cuts off at 10,000 pixels. That's interesting. The Google My Business name allows 100 characters. Pretty cool. Uh, robots, text, and some other stuff in here. Here's one. If you are having issues, let's say you have, we did a test site. We created a page, a site with 150,000 pages, and we were having some indexing issues, and it got stuck roughly around the uh, 550,000 uh, URLs index mark. We didn't know is sitemaps are limited to 50,000 URLs. So that would have been good information and we could have used something else to create a uh, sitemaps for it. So if you have an index, like if you're using Yoast and it has sitemap index and then list those other ones, uh, that would be your best bet in that case to work around that limit. So that's pretty cool. Uh, there's a bunch more in here that you can read. It's pretty interesting. I guess it would be, this would be the, uh, you know, if you're having dinner with some other SEOs and you wanted to play Stump the Chimp, this would be a good article to use as a resource. Uh, PPC Hero, adapt the upcoming AdWords updates. There's two in here. Basically what they're doing is there's any ad rotation. Used, there were four before, rotate evenly and optimize for conversions. Do not optimize, rotate the ads indefinitely, and then optimize letting google's ai do it now you're they're re reducing that to two so either you let them do it or you don't uh there's no in-betweens <laughs> anymore so that's pretty interesting that's probably a good change if you're doing a b testing then you don't if you're not doing any testing whatsoever then let them figure it out for you but you should also always by the lesson there is always have more than one text ad especially if you're doing broad keywords so you can kind of find out which one's worth the best and then they added some ads added by adwords it's a uh, create ad variations uh, and it lets them do it for you not too much for uh, some of us but you know b2b where the ad copy is much more about pre-qualifying the right clicks then that may be handy uh, for you to kind of filter out the noise but if you're just selling a product like a, a google shopping product or something like that you might not use that Stone Temple is a complete guide to href, href lang. So basically, if you have your, your sites in English and Spanish, then you want to have the href lang and you want to set up the canonicals right, uh, etc. Probably one of the more concise guides I've seen to actually doing it properly. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I think you should check this out, especially if you are looking at, again, if you have sites in uh, multiple languages, uh, then this is something that you really need to be cognizant of. Specifically, applying the hreflang tag, tag, and then also the canonicals, which, where to point for the right thing. So it's you know it's not that complicated, and it's kind of a one-time, once you do it, set up, you're done with it. So I would go ahead and read this if you are in that situation. 
Kissmetrics, scaling engagement, five strategies to connect with more customers, connect with more customers. I would say that these are more five strategies to connect with your customers, not necessarily more, but deliver on your brand promises, take action on customer feedback, personalized communications, give on social media, and develop an advocacy program. The advocacy program and the social media will help you no doubt get more customers and the rest of that's kind of you know dealing with your current customer base and just doing the right thing doing what you're going to say you're going to do interesting article kind of give you some ideas if you don't have those programs in place Kissmetrics also gives us a drill down into key segments to understand and improve your funnel. I'm not going to delve too deep into the uh, minutiae of this article other than to say it actually just tells you how to read your analytics in order to find out where you're gaining and losing people. Obviously, the examples in here are using Kissmetrics, uh, but you can find these also inside of your um, your Google Analytics if you're using that or whatever. We use Clicky, uh, Get Clicky as well. so. You know, you can see the same data. Just find where you're losing your customers uh, and then make changes in order to keep them. That's basically the crux of that article. Razor Social 7 email marketing conversion mistakes to avoid. Uh, not knowing your email conversion rates. You know, you know what, are you, what are you looking for as part of the conversion? Do you want open rates? Do you want... Uh, you do you want are you looking at how you capturing them or do you are you doing a blog panel where are you do you know what are your goals there uh you should be split testing all your opt-ins get ready of the stuff that's not working uh, and test 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 is basically where this is going with it's really cool and kind of give you some examples things that you can do or maybe look at changing uh as well are covered in here and then finally, the last article is Practical E-Commerce, uh, five content marketing ideas for October. This is actually pretty cool. Halloween is the obvious one. Christmas, hey, it's uh, Christmas, you know, pumpkin spice lattes came out in July, so I guess September and October is not too early to talk about Christmas already. Uh, and plus, if you are in the e-com space, you should be looking at your uh, Christmas sales, your cyber what yeah cyber mondays your black friday sales all that stuff should be pre-positioned now especially in the seo cases you you know your campaign should have started in july uh but it now is not too late you need to get in there and and start killing it uh on the rankings and position yourself for the holidays now so it's a good time to actually start thinking about it uh winter is coming content you know yeah play on the line it is going to start getting cold you know if you're doing affiliate sites you got an amazon site and start selling winter coats gloves all that kind of stuff uh play along the uh whole bloomington coat factory or burlington coat factory kind of concept do that with the website uh also you can even take it to winterizing cars and stuff that you can add to cars and stuff like that so good ideas and then a uh, couple of national days, October 1st is National Homemade Cookies Day. Uh, I would do, you know, if you're doing National Homemade Cookies Day, do cook some cookies and then shoot a video at the same time and talk about a topic. That'd be pretty cool. Leverage that. Maybe, you know, it, it may not be popular. I didn't know there was a National Home Cookies Day, but some people do. Uh, and it might get you some traffic and shares out of that. And then natural National Manufacturing Day, especially if you are in the kind of business that deals with manufacturers and people who are doing manufacturing, that's pretty good uh, to kind of leverage. You can actually use that to highlight your customers uh, or uh, highlight your own business if you're a manufacturing place. 
and show that you know hey you know these are my customers they are all manufacturers and bring jobs and, and trades etc to the country uh, and you know here meet them a little bit it's a pretty cool opportunity there as well so i enjoyed this one i think probably a lot of all the articles that we covered today this one and the ahrefs flag are two that you should not miss just because you know you need content and you need to you know if you're doing the href you don't want to mess that up if you're doing multiple languages so all right with that being said that was episode 50 of seo this week thank you very much for watching again if you have not been onto the website you should come check us out you know all the traffic helps while listen to the podcast on itunes share that you even drop us a review if you think you were doing a good job or a bad job we'll take bigger ones bad ones too uh, and, and improve upon those and then also on the website we have the on-page seo guide there's a download sign up to that uh, and you get the download we're going to constantly updating that as a matter of fact we're pushing some new updates to that today so with that being said have a great week and thank you for listening to seo this week <laughs>